Hey everybody, welcome to a special Saturday edition of the Haskin Cast podcast. Today I'll be doing a review of my second Haunted Holidays Deadly Christmas album and just kind of going, uh, telling you a little bit song by song what happened and how it all came about. Uh, it is the last Saturday before Christmas, which comes up on Tuesday this year. And uh, my, the, the time has just flown by. It seems like it was just Halloween, but then in a way it seems like Halloween was months ago. Really weird how that happens. At least I've never understood it. But anyway, we are where we are and it is almost Christmas. So I hope that you guys uh, are uh, getting done with your shopping and your preparation and whatever. And all you have left to do is the baking and the fun part. And then you can just relax and enjoy it. I think we tend to spend so much time trying to plan things and make them perfect or pack all these activities in. And we we tend to not really enjoy what we're going to do because we're too busy trying to make it perfect. I think a lot of times the best thing is to just kind of let it go. Do whatever you're going to do. Don't don't stress so much about those things. The only real tradition that I have, because sometimes I'm in a different place every year, uh, I uh, I take tend to, when I'm home, I will get up very early and I'll take my strip walk at about four in the morning here in Vegas. And then I have breakfast at Treasure Island and uh, then I go home and go back to bed for a little while and then I wake up and have more coffee so I can wake up. Uh, that is the plan for this year. So I'm looking forward to that. It's It really feels different on Christmas Day. It also feels different when you start your walk at like four in the morning versus eight or nine or, or 11 at night. Uh, the strip is so much quieter at four in the morning. Very, very few people are stumbling around at that point. It's really just a quiet time to relax and enjoy and take in all the beauty and everything. Um, the challenge being that because it is not very busy, a lot of the escalators and things are off. So it's a little extra work on my legs, but probably could use it. So that's the plan for this year anyway. And I hope that whatever you're doing, you're, you're going to have a good time and make some wonderful memories and do things that you can look back on and smile. Because really, that to me is what life is all about. Um, so let's talk about the Haunted Holidays series a little bit. The second and third albums I actually wrote together, uh, at least as far as all the dialogue goes. Um, I was going to record them at the same time, and, and partially I did. But the idea was to actually complete them at the same time so that I had a little more continuity uh, between the last two than I did between the first and the second. And I should be able to accomplish the majority of that. The third album is written, at least the basic uh, audio side of it is written, and I have some things that I want to go back and polish up a little bit. And, you know, typically you write something and then you listen back and you go, okay, well, I need a little more here, a little less there. This makes a little more sense uh, if I do it this way. So I just have some changes to make before I finalize it. But I, I had really intended on mixing and mastering them at the same time uh, and then just not releasing the third one until Christmas of 2019. So that's still going to happen, but it, they, they may not sound exactly as close as I wanted them to, but I, I, pretty confident I can get them reasonably close anyway. Um, so I wrote all the dialogue for both albums and then I had to sit back and think, okay, what, what fits together better? What's a good combination of the young narrator and the old man? And, uh, you know, how do I want to end each album and what songs, cause I already had the songs picked out of course. And, and I kind of wanted to figure what songs would go well together in that. So I, I ended up finding my nice balance and I picked what I wanted to go on album two and then album three. And, uh, I wasn't really going to know the order of the songs until I actually finished them because there's the, 
the story side of it, and you don't want to stick stories that may touch on similar topics or anything necessarily together, or you may want to if that's part of the strategy of the album. But for this, it was really more of a, you know, I didn't want a bunch of old man narration and then a bunch of young man narration. I wanted them to kind of be intertwined a little bit. So uh, so that was part of the selection process and part of how I chose uh, which songs I was going to do which voice on. And then, uh, you know, of course, once I, I do rough drafts of the audio, then I kind of listen to it and, and figure out, okay, I think this will work a little bit better. Maybe this ending uh, goes out nicely and that would work well with this beginning and, and those stories go together or, you know, or they aren't together. Uh, so that was really part of the selection process for the order of the album. Uh, and then, of course, ending with uh, Away in a Manger is always kind of like that, that just little bedtime song that tucks everything in nicely. So the first song that I uh, have on the album is uh, the take of God, God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen, of course, is God Rest Ye Merry Limbless Men. And the idea behind this one was inspired by a lot of the things that I grew up learning and, and still learn now about things that people in the past generations believed. And how ridiculous some of them seem, like, you know, worshiping the sun and, and things like that just seem kind of weird to me. And, uh, you know, you look at Egyptian culture and they worship these gods and things that didn't, as far as we know, don't exist or didn't exist. So it's, it's interesting that we believe the things that they put stock in, or we believe that they believed the things that, that we think they put stock in, I guess I should say. And so this kind of came from that idea and how ridiculous it gets with, you know, being able to commit a sin when you have no limbs left and things like that. So that was the basic idea uh, behind the song. And then musically, it, it just kind of came together very quickly. I think uh, it probably took me longer to find the right sounds than to actually put them together uh, behind the dialogue. And since I recorded all the dialogue first for this album and the next album, um, it wasn't like the last album where I, I wasn't going to do dialogue and then decided at the end to add dialogue and then had to retrofit all the songs. This actually, I was able to lay out the dialogue and kind of set it uh, more specifically as I went along because these aren't verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, you know, chorus out type songs. Um, they're really more narration. So just to record it and then lay it all out in order and then take those little pieces and put them in, in line as I'm writing the music. So it really gives me a free palette to make the parts of the music as long or as short as I want them to be without being held into that grid of, okay, well now, you know, you've got your, your four or eight bar intro and then you're going to have your first verse and, and each line is four bars or, you know, it, it's, it's not constrictive like that at all. So it's really nice to just have the dialogue done and in place and then I can just move it around and really let the music do what it's going to do and not infringe on the dialogue because I'm not trying to fit anything in. So anyway, let's just uh, take a listen to a little bit of uh, God Rest Ye Merry Limbless Men.
The second song on the album is is one of my absolute favorites. This one I partnered with Lindsay Lauks, and if you listen to her episode on this podcast, we talked a little bit about this song and and kind of her um, inspiration for writing the dialogue. Uh, I had just read her, I think I had just read the second book of the sales series uh, that she writes, and uh, and I thought, you know, it would be fun to do something maybe together on this album with her, and I approached her and gave her all the song titles I hadn't written stories for yet, and said, you know, pick something, and she had picked Oh Holy Night, and I had already come up with the title of All Hellish Night, Oh Hellish Night, and, uh, and she chose that one, and then she wrote the story and sent me the draft, and uh, it was almost spot on from the beginning. There were just a couple minor tweaks. And uh, uh, so it was, uh, it, it came together very quickly. And it's really interesting because I didn't know until we did the podcast together that when she was describing the creature on the trash can, and um, when I read it the first time, the instant picture I got was a, a, a picture I had seen of this giant snow crab that was wrapped around an aluminum trash can. And uh, it turned out that's exactly the the same picture that had inspired her to write that part of the story. So uh, I, I love that that came together so well. And the, the story really moves. Um, it's very action-packed. You feel a, a definite uh, sense of immediate tension and purpose. And uh, you're kind of rooting for the girl to save the kid. And I really like that. So it just came together really well. And then I sent her uh, a rough mix of the the song once I had, had done the music. And because uh, I really wanted her input on it, I wanted her to, to like the whole package of the story, not just, you know, have written the dialogue for it. So uh, she really dug what I did for it. And then I did a final mix, which came out 10 times better than the uh, than the original mix that I did. Uh, so let's take a little bit of a listen to that. Hellish night, the town is shuttered tightly. It is the night it will come for your babes. We've locked the doors and blocked all the chimneys, but it appeared with tentacles waving. A thrill of fear, a mother sprints to follow, for yonder sucks the life from her newborn. Jane didn't believe the stories about what happened in the quiet town after nightfall. She thought her new neighborhood was under some kind of... Before I go any further, uh, I did forget to talk in the intro about the the cover art. And man, once again, and I know I'm going to say this on every album review I do, but Kelly blew it out of the water. Uh, I was really curious to see what she had planned. Because when we did the first one, I told her I had planned on doing three. And so I said, you know, when you're when you're working on the art, think about the fact that we're going to have three. And so uh, she, I, I don't know how she came up with ideas. I'm going to have to ask her when I have her on the show, uh, as far as like how far ahead she thought and that sort of thing. Uh, because soon, well, she won't be working on it until probably August or so. Um, we'll start on the cover for the next one, but uh, definitely she knew ahead of time that there were going to be three. So. Uh, obviously there were elements that, that she would have wanted to put in, but when she sent me the basic idea of it uh, immediately, just the, the tree and uh, the presence and everything were, it was all very dark. And so we lightened up certain spots and added a little more, uh, depth and shading to the walls. But, uh, apart from that, I mean, right out of the gate, just loved the concept. And, uh, and, and I do have to apologize to Rebecca Poole of dreams to media who did the lettering 
on uh, both of these albums, and she's the the person that I go to for all of that now. Uh, had a person that I was working with before, and I was sort of unhappy with uh, the way things were going on one of the projects. And Rebecca came in on a clutch and did this first one, and uh, just created that beautiful sort of green, almost uh, haunting glow to the letters. And uh, I just loved it, absolutely loved it. And so uh, that that's the branding now for for this series. And uh, I I can't thank both of them enough because without that, the project wouldn't be the same. It's the visual representation of what I do. And uh, it really pops to me and uh, just just fantastic artwork from both of them. So uh, you can check out uh, Kelly at OutsideTheBox.photo. And uh, you can check out Rebecca's work at Dreams 2 Media, D-R-E-A-M-S, the number two media. And uh, she does a lot of uh, book covers and things, too. She's also a writer, very, very talented, very sweet. And, uh, of course, we've talked about Kelly and, and the, the kind of phot- photography that she does is just stunning. I absolutely love it. And she's very uh, versatile with the kind of stuff that she does. She does a lot of animal pictures and, and uh, d- does a lot of photograph taking. And some of the stuff that I've worked with her on has been a photograph that she's just completely manipulated into something else. And when we, uh, when I get around to doing the Kindred Spirits review, we'll talk a little bit more about that. But both of them, awesome people, incredible artists. I'm very, very fortunate to be working with either of them, let alone both. So uh, thank you, ladies, very much. You you make what I do a very beautiful thing. Um, that being said, the next song is the take on O Come All Ye Faithful, which is come, called O Come All Ye Helpless. And this is kind of a, a, a take on the early biblical times and in, in the Old Testament things that, that we read about and thinking about Christmas. Um, you know, a lot of that comes from the Old Testament, the birth of Jesus and all that. And, uh, the uh, the concept for this was was very similar. I was kind of just still in that that mindset of the olden times and what people believed, and they're you know doing sacrifices to please God so that He would give them food or or you know uh, healthy. Family. And that always just seemed completely ridiculous to me. So uh, that just kind of stuck in my head, and I wrote the uh, story around that and God. Uh, kind of getting annoyed with uh, the fact that they they weren't so excited about Jesus being born. And, um, you know, when you get on a roll, sometimes you just get in that zone and things develop in interesting ways. And that wasn't something I had originally planned when I came up with the concept. But as I wrote it, uh, just kind of came out. So let's take a, a listen to uh, Oh Come All Ye Helpless. people would have agreed that things were going just fine in the world until baby Jesus came along. That isn't meant as an insult to Jesus. It is simply a matter that... The First Chosen was another story about um, greed, uh, trying to do something that you think is going to better yourself, but still, even with the people that you're doing it with, wanting a little bit better than them, you know, to be kind of the the leader of the pack or whatever. And, uh, you know, I thought... There's not much that I know about the the story of the three wise men, and so I just kind of turned them into uh, almost like uh, pirates of the day, and um, just just kind of uh, trying to grab Jesus's favor 
so that they can be set up for life and possibly the afterlife. And then, of course, you know, one of them has to turn on the others and try to take a little bit for himself and the others find out and it gets a little bit crazy. But um, I just thought it was kind of an interesting twist on on their trek to find Jesus and give him gifts. You know, of course, everything that, that we're taught, everything has this, you know, wonderful, sweet, thoughtful purpose. And But what if it didn't? You know, what if what if they really were just traveling across to meet Jesus to kind of gain favor with him? And that uh, became the start of the story for me. And uh, then it just kind of went from there. So let's take a listen to that now. that take you away is um, my take on I Heard the Bells on Christmas Day. And the idea for this one actually came from George Carlin's stand-up. He was talking, I I don't remember at the moment, the exact um, track on on the album, but he was talking about the fact that, you know, people like John Lennon and and, uh, uh, people that are trying to make the world more peaceful usually end up meeting some horrible end and, and uh, getting murdered. And uh, it's, it's so ridiculous when you think about it. But uh, as I thought about that, I thought, well, you know, that's, that really does seem to be the case in, in thinking, uh, especially about John Lennon, just being someone who was always a proponent of peace and wanting to make the world better and just saying, you know what, we can all do fine if we all just work together and get along. And there's no reason for all this hatred and everything else. And uh, just kind of develop the story about this old man that, that's just standing there trying to make his point and trying to make people understand that uh, there isn't peace on earth, but there should be, and there can be. Uh, and then, of course, you know, somebody has to find annoyance with that because their personal situation is more important than the global one because they're the one that has to deal with it. And uh, they go and take matter in their own hands. And, of course, things go too far, which is always the case. And uh, that was the the story for this one. And uh, let's take a listen to that. There is no peace on earth. The homeless man shouted from the snowy corner of the park he had made his home this winter. There is no goodwill towards men. Mrs. Claus was actually a story I wrote last year as I was finishing the first Haunted Holidays album. And uh, I released a demo version of it that uh, as I looked back, I, I realized that I had forgotten to cut the reverb from the vocal. So it sounded a little bit out of context from the uh, original Haunted Holidays album. But I really like the story. Uh, you know, I, I can't think of a story that I've really read about Mrs. Claus or, or what's uh, her deal. And uh, so I thought, well, I'll just make something up. And of course, you know, every character or, you know, picture or uh, figurine or whatever that you see of her, she's just, you know, this plump, smiling, cute little woman. And, and you just see her in the kitchen baking all the cookies and everything. And, um, 
I, I fixed that. So in this one, uh, she's a little bit more uh, aggressive, shall we say. And she is really the prime mover behind how Santa takes care of Christmas in one night. Uh, when you think about it, I mean, there's really everybody could have their own Christmas in different hemispheres or different parts of the country on a different day. But uh, of course the stories are always that they happen in one night. So this is kind of the impetus of how Santa got to the point where he became the uh, speed racer that was able to hit all the houses in one night in the world. And uh, of course, you know, that originally there was far less houses and now there's, there's tons more. So there's never really been a good explanation for how he handles the volume. But uh, there was never really an explanation for how it all came about. And so the the idea of Mrs. Claus being the, uh, you know, they say that they're behind every successful man, there's a, a strong woman. And this would definitely be one of those cases. So uh, as I went to um, fit it into this, this second album, uh, I did change around the music a little bit. It's fairly similar, uh, but I found that some of the, the tones didn't really work together as much as I'd hoped on the demo. And so I kind of rearranged those a little bit. But uh, for the most part, it stays the same as the original that I comp- composed. And uh, let's take a listen to Mrs. Claus. <laughs> don't hear much about Santa's mysterious wife and with good reason while she can often be seen in Christmas Angels we have heard on high or my version uh, Angels we have heard can't save you now is um, a story of two guys who got drunk and got rejected by a woman and took matters into their own hands and uh it's it really this is a, a pretty dark story um even for for the haunted holidays album i think this is probably the most uh aggressive and dark and brutal story that i've written uh for this one and uh it it tells the story of sarah who is just this pretty farmer's daughter and uh these two guys who uh who get really sick of being told no and take her up into a cave and and do what they're going to do and and her struggle to fight back. And uh, this is probably musically my favorite on here. Uh, the the build of it and the tonality of it, just just the little tinges of synthesizer and things that uh, are in the background. Uh, really, to me, make the song and uh, really drive the story along. So this this is probably. Uh, one of my top favorites overall on the album. I think it's a, a solid story and uh, really dig the uh, the music that I composed for this one. So, I mean, I, I like it all. Otherwise, I wouldn't have put it out. I would have kept working on it until I was happy with it. And, and I am happy with all of it. But there's some that you're going to like more than others. And for me, this is definitely uh, one on the album that I think uh, is, is one that tends to pop out in my head at uh, random times more than the others. A drunken bet made over a campfire one chilly night begins our next terrifying tale.
The 12 Days of Christmas is a story I almost didn't do because I thought, how am I going to do this and make it not incredibly repetitive and annoying and uh, boring? Because, you know, I mean, it's the challenge of the song is, is usually when you're singing it uh, with family or whatever, is just trying to remember what gifts come in in what order. Um, you know, it's, it's sometimes I was like, well, is it seven Lords of Leaping? Is it nine? Is it 11? I can't remember. And so, you know, you just kind of like, draw back just a little bit until everybody says it. And then you can jump in and go, oh, yeah, I remember that now. Uh, at least that's what I remember doing as a child because I never had the song memorized by any means. And we didn't have the uh, the lyrics in front of us. We just kind of did it all from memory. And sometimes we would have to stop and try and talk it out and remember what came before what and how many of who there were, what which bird. Um, so I wanted to avoid that whole thing and just tell it as a straight story and not have to do all the repetition parts. And um, I, I came up with the idea of, a, again, another male-dominated story. Because you think about olden times, and I really, you know, you, you think about Christmas stories and things, they're all back from olden times. And so that's really where I set the album is back in, in those days. And um, this was a case where, again, you know, the guy owns his own farm. He takes care of everything. He doesn't want his wife to, uh, you know, lift a finger to do anything because he wants her skin to be perfect. He wants her uh, to just be, you know, soft and not uh, hard from work or anything like that. So, uh, of course, she's not going to have it. She's she's bored with life and uh, she wants something a little more for herself and she tries to to get it. And uh, and then it just goes on from there. And then this fight between this, these two farmers go on for years at, at uh, Christmas. It's when it when it escalates. Um, I tried to stay true to what the actual days were and tie in something at least to that. I think I came pretty close. Uh, but hopefully the story is an interesting one and uh, you you enjoy it as much as I enjoyed writing it. This was definitely one of the more fun ones to convert each of the days into something that would fit in with the story and turn it from some, you know, wonderful gift that's given from one person to another into some, you know, horrible uh, sign of mockery between the two people. Uh, so that was the fun for this one for me. And uh, it really just kind of moves forward. And I... I thought this would be a good one to add uh, a pulse to. So I had added a kick drum in there and a little pulsing synth to uh, to just kind of move the song forward because it, it is a little bit longer and, uh, you know, you're going through the 12 days. So while people expect might expect it to be a little bit repetitive and, and boring, I wanted something that moved forward constantly. So there's really not any looking back uh, at, at previous days or previous things that were left from – uh, for a farmer, it was really more about uh, just the the thing and then the next thing that was going to happen is retaliation. So anyway, I, I hope that you enjoy it. And uh, here is the 12 Days of Revenge. Matthias Krebs was a simple man who raised sheep and loved a woman named Priscilla. He built his own home with his own hands, grew his own crops, and honored his wife each and every day with all the love he had in his heart. So for the finale, I wanted to do, uh, you know, something like I said earlier that just kind of uh, 
tucked you into bed and uh, away in a manger. For me, that was always kind of the song that would lull me to sleep uh, with with the different versions that I had heard. And uh, uh, some of them were instrumental and some of them had vocals, but it was just kind of a, you know, just kind of lay down on the pillow and listen to the song and drift off to sleep. So I wanted this to be something that just kind of wrapped up the album nicely. And of course, you know, the old man has to have a couple last words to say before it's time to uh, to put himself down until next year. And uh, it was a fun one to do. Uh, I really enjoyed working on this one with the, the uh, Mental Sauna Christmas album. And it was it's kind of cool to do some of the same songs and then do like a darker, more evil contrast. And uh, this one's certainly not something that you're going to want to fall asleep with, but it does have a lot of dark tones, some really good soundscapes, and uh, it was a lot of fun to put together. And then, of course, you know, the old man and his little ending cackle which uh, is uh, something that I think is a little bit traditional now for these albums and uh, something I enjoy doing. So anyway, I, I hope that you enjoyed the album. I hope it's something that uh, you you uh, would want to share with your friends and maybe play at your party or or just listen to. You know, it's, it's something that you can listen to while you're driving around or while you're decorating or uh, while you're decorating for Halloween even because that's, uh, you know, a little bit before Christmas, but you're starting to get that feeling that Christmas will be here soon. So thanks for listening. I hope you guys have enjoyed it. Um, it is currently Friday night while I'm finishing this up, and I'll have this up uh, and available here in a couple hours. And uh, then tomorrow I'm doing my interview for Wednesday's podcast, which I'm really excited about. My friend Travis from That 80s Band, who's a hugely successful 80s cover band in, in Denver, Colorado, and they've been flown out uh, to Vegas and different places to play. Uh, great stuff, a lot of talent in that band. So I'm really, and, I, and I've known the guy forever. So uh, I'm really looking forward to talking to him. We've done some shows together back when we were both in progressive metal bands and uh, have a, a long history of, of music and friendship. And uh, he's a great guy. So uh, looking forward to chatting with him tomorrow and then bringing that to you guys on Wednesday. Uh, I'll be taking a little bit of a break from the review albums. I wanted to get the Haunted Holidays albums in before Christmas, uh, but doing two podcasts a week uh, right now has been a little bit hectic. So uh, I'm going to go back to one for a little bit, and then I'll be sneaking a couple of Saturday episodes in. I've got a couple of special guests lined up, um, and we're having some scheduling issues. So I'll be bringing you a couple of more special Saturday episodes as time goes on, uh, once I'm able to get those done. Uh, The desire is there definitely from my guests is just just a matter of finding a time that works for both of us because we're, you know, we're all very, very busy people these days. So anyway, have a wonderful Christmas. Do something fantastic. Do something that's going to give you wonderful, long-lasting memories that uh, that you can look back on. Uh, take your pictures, but don't be on your phones. Be with the people that you're with and enjoy. Uh, I've been invited to a, a bit of a Christmas party that's a traditional one every year, and I'm very much looking forward to stopping by there and saying hello to some dear friends and enjoying the the time together so have a great holiday season guys and we will see you on wednesday with travis from that 80s band